Welcome into this episode of the College Fantasy Football Gurus Podcast. I am your host, Brian Naba. I am joined today by Max Karpinski and Carter Hartwig. What is going on, fellas? Not doing too bad. Still a little sore from all the six stunts on the wakeboard and tube over the 4th of July weekend. Were they actually like <laughs> six stunts? Because I feel like most of the time, for those of you that know, don't know, we uh, all took a vacation up to Wisconsin, you know, went on the lake, boated a little bit. But I don't even know if I'd call them six stunts. I think we almost just repetitively kept drowning, like, every time. <laughs> yeah, mine's six stunts. Six stunts. Yeah, six stunts drowning. Well, same keep in thing. mind, outside of you, Carter, most of us have never wakeboarded. So by the time we got up on the board, we immediately tried to do stuff. Like, we tried to jump the lake, and we have no training <laughs> idea of how to do it. I literally I love it. went in so hard that – I did a flip underwater. Like, I came out of the wakeboard, both feet, <laughs> and then did a flip under the water. I was like, I'm dead. We have this that picture of you with the nose of your wakeboard straight in the water, and you just and about, that, like, right before those- you're just mid-impact <laughs> into the water face first. And, like, that's not what you want to do with a surfboard, wakeboard type of deal. Like, that's the wrong way to have the board. It's not ideal. My right hamstring is in flames still a week later. So I tried. I tried to squat today because you know I live. Yeah, (laughs) I tried to squat today, and I'm pretty sure I like broke my neck because my hamstring hurt so bad. Dude, I go ahead. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, I'll say you broke your neck because your hamstring hurt. Don't think about it. Think about it. No. All right, that's gonna take. That's gonna take me. But here's the thing: it's like, sure, wakeboarding hurt, but I I felt worse from tubing. Well, you have oh, a bunch 100%. of whip marks on your back from all the weeds my dad took you through. Yeah, your dad was uh, being a dick, man. We were, we had <laughs> so we had two double tubes going right, and we're just yeeting around the lake like we're hauling, <laughs> towing around. And I see this weed bed, and I look at Max. And I'm like, dude, I want to hit this weed bed. And you're and you're all Max says, who can barely hear me from the winds, is like, yeah. And then, <laughs> like, picture like. 60, 60 people with fly swatters just beating your body. It was like, <laughs> I was literally like, I, I literally almost just let go of the tube and just floated. Dude, like, I swear, down in the lake. I was laughing so hard for the whole like two minutes that we were on those tubes. Oh yeah, I like, I literally had tears down my face. Could not stop. It was a good time. I think, I think the best tubing wipeout of the whole weekend was when Carter and Brett. <laughs> Brett didn't die or anything. He just had other plans tonight. I want to lead with that. He just had something else going on. Brett and Carter were on the double tubes. And the fact that they both hit that wake perfectly. And Carter got a little air. But Brett was literally like, what, 15 feet off the ground. Let go with a tube. And his body was like parallel in the air facing the lake 15 feet in the air. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's gnarly stuff. Six stones. Yeah. Anyways, before we keep going on this, let's we got a big show to get into. We got a ton of stuff to cover. So let's go ahead and start with some listener questions. So right off the bat, we have a series of questions from Kevin Brown. Uh, the first being, who is your top running back handcuff? Max, I'm going to let you start on this one. Okay. So quoting Anchorman, and Will Farrell. I'm going to go with Z- Zamir White? <laughs> Question mark? Ro- I'm Ron Burgundy? 
<laughs> Question mark? <laughs> He'll read anything you put on the teleprompter. <laughs> but that's my that's my pick because I'm I like I like him a lot and he's such a good player. But we just don't know for sure. Like he should be able to play this season, but he still hasn't been cleared for contact drills. I just watched a video earlier today actually of him like sand training, which is obviously ten times better than real training, so that's always a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> is there any <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so he was i saw him like you know a good video of him you know cutting and running and stuff um working out which made me a little optimistic but just that fact that he still hasn't been cleared for contact drills um he's still working with like the team and you know non-contact kind of stuff uh which is a good sign and i think he's a really good player really talented i've i've gone off about him before um but deandre swift without zamir white is obviously probably most likely going to be a fantasy stud but with Samir White, I think can limit uh, DeAndre Swift. And then obviously DeAndre Swift has his own kind of injury history. And if something happens to DeAndre Swift and Samir White's ready to go, I think that can be a really big handcuff. And, and I, don't, I don't really recommend drafting handcuffs. I don't. Especially in college fantasy. Yeah. I feel, in the NFL, I understand. But in college yeah. fantasy, handcuffs aren't that. Well, if, I mean, last year uh... – Daryl Henderson was probably our thought to be one of the top handcuffs of Patrick Taylor, but he was he ended insane, up being the guy. So, which is, but that that was very that's very rare that something like yeah. that happens. Yeah, and that that doesn't really usually happen. And I mean, Georgia running backs, I don't really want I don't want a piece of them if Zamir White comes back, you know, healthy and obviously it's an ACL tear, so it couldn't happen. But if he comes back fully ready to go, I don't think I'm going to buy shares of either of them unless unless one of them, you know, isn't able to go. Then I want I I want whichever one you know, is going. Ends up getting the ball. Carter, yeah. who is uh your handcuff? Um, I'm going to go with good old gopher, <laughs> Rodney Smith and Ibrahim. I like that pick. It, yeah, I want no part of that. I want no part of that. You want no part of the backfield, but if you're at t- all. Are you saying you would take like a late round flyer on one of them in the hopes that one of them ends up standing no. out? Because I mean, if I understand that there's value in the Minnesota backfield. But there is just so I mean, many. Yeah, in yeah, the past, yeah, there's there just has so been. many yeah, mouths to just... feed. Yeah, isn't there a third well, guy uh, too? Shannon Brooks Next. is still there. Yeah, Shannon Brooks, Rodney Smith, yeah. Benny uh, Williams, or and Ibrahim. Am I really forgetting his name? Something Williams. So there's like there's, there's like Williams. four. Yeah, then. Bryce Williams. Bryce, Bryce Williams. Max. That's it. Yep. Jeez, know your ghosts, man. Uh, know four. your ghosts. Yeah, I know. Should be a homework pick, but you guys, you guys know. You don't know out of Ibrahim and Smith who attended Big Ten Media Days. It was it was Ibrahim. It was Ibrahim, not Smith. Which is that's so surprising yeah. to me. And that that's weird. Opinion. And he was what he was their only offensive representative there, right? Yeah, I think I don't I don't think Tyler Johnson went or anything like uh, that. So maybe did he not? Maybe, maybe he did. No, he definitely did. Tyler Johnson definitely went. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's just that was surprising to me, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to tell a tale of. Whether Ibrahim's going to get most of the carries, but Rodney Smith's obviously still a good player, and I think that's a good pick, Carter, in case one of them goes down. But it's tough to pick out who's actually going to, yeah. you know, if somebody's going to perform in that offense. And I agree with you; I don't think I'm going to target any one of those unless, you know, something happens to one of the two. And then even then, Shannon Brooks has been proven yeah. himself to be a good fantasy running back in the past. You know, or not even just fantasy, but just a good running back in general. So mm-hmm. my handcuff, mine's kind of weird. <laughs> I put Trey Sermon slash Kennedy Brooks. Here's my thinking. 
obviously, do you guys think both those guys get drafted, right? In any league, like, you would assume both those guys get taken? Most likely. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, in my opinion, you have to get the cheaper of the two. Mainly because if one of those goes down, the value skyrockets. And I know Kennedy Brooks oh, yeah. has missed some time. He was dealing with some, I don't know if it's legal issues or some sort of issues with the university. Um, so he might be a little behind, but I'm taking the cheaper of those two because the value at the Oklahoma running back position is unbelievable. Even with Jalen Hurts, you do worry about the vulturing. But, yeah, I, th- I think one of those guys is definitely a guy to stash away. Well, and – the thing, like in last year, Trey Sermon got kind of more carries in the beginning part of the year, and then Kennedy Brooks kind of took over. So it's just really hard to tell, like, mm-hmm. which one of the two. And it, and it might be a really two-headed tough. monster all season. There could be value from yeah. both of them, but with Hurts, be tough. Yeah. I mean, we, we finally got that Kennedy Brooks news kind of cleared up about him not being with yeah. the team. Um, turns out it was a yeah. Title IX case that he was found innocent in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's back with the team. And I think a lot of people think he's going to be the guy, but obviously it's going to be, you know, Lincoln Riley's going to use both of them. So. Well, Hurts is going to win the <laughs> hockey game. So just, just, you know what, Brandon, your handcuffs suck and just draft Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. No, but we, uh, all, we all have really similar situations, though. We all picked about similar situations. And the thing is, is yeah. Trey Sermon and Kennedy Brooks are probably the only two that both get drafted. Yes, I agree. They all have similar situations and similar systems. Like Minnesota's been in a a normal system. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In like a normal standard, you know, six, seven bench spots type of league. Um, Yeah. But then with, you know, a handcuff that's potentially going to take over the whole reins kind of Mm -hmm. to break out. So, okay. Uh, Kevin's next question is kind of a two parter. What's some strategy suggestions for newcomers to dynasty leagues and how do you navigate between winning now and winning later? So the way I looked at it's trying to find a balance. Obviously, if you go all youth, you're not going to be very competitive in the, like the first year, maybe even two years, depending on how deep your league is. But if you can, so something I've noticed in dynasty leagues is a lot of young guys go earlier than they would in normal leagues. Obviously that's the purpose, but you can get some really good value out of some veterans, some seniors, some guys that are like, you know, your Joshua Kellys that are going to produce. It's just being able to find that balance between, you know, having a lot of youth, but also having those veterans that can make you competitive now, but also so you're able to be competitive down the road. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I think you just have to put more importance and more stress on winning now, just strictly because of the fact that players only stay for three or four years as opposed to the yep. NFL. You don't have receivers that have 15-year careers, right? You could go out and draft Odell Beckham right now. We know he has another, you know, 12, 13, you know, years in the NFL left. And that's just obviously not the case in college. So I, I think especially one way I like to attack it is I think tier-based rankings become so much more important because if you're going to find two guys, like the guys that are going to finish 15th and 16th running backs, right, are probably going to finish with about the same points per game. And – if one of those guys is a freshman and one of those guys or even a sophomore and the other one's a junior or senior, like why wouldn't you pick the younger guy? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that just becomes even more important getting down specific tiers of who's going to finish around one another. And then just putting a little more importance on winning now, because then all of a sudden there's 130 teams in college football players come out of nowhere. Right. Like I don't Mike Warren, for example, came out last year. Like, he wasn't even supposed to be the guy last year, right? It was supposed to be Dokes. And, you know, Mike Warren comes out of nowhere, and then there's a stud you have for the next two years, right? 
Yep. Um, and so I think a little more importance on winning now is definitely important. Jamar Jefferson would be another one. Yeah. Right. Who you can have for three years if you pick him up yeah. as a freshman. So, and you know, nobody thought that was coming. Um, everybody was high on Artavius Pierce, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess it also depends on how deep your league is. If you're holding, you know, how many players you're holding on your bench, but in a typical dynasty league, I would just stress more importance on winning now. Yeah, I would completely agree. Cause I mean, if you're trying to save everything for later, it's just so much more risky with, uh, like you said, players coming out of nowhere and you, it's not a for sure thing. If you're, that you know you're going to win later rather than you have a, a, a little bit better idea and if you stress more on and then and, and adding to that Carter is like you're right it's not guaranteed that the let's say the youth you do draft based on how good of recruits they are what all that type of stuff there's no guarantee that those guys even pan out as it is like they very well yeah, could and rest. I always feel like and there's always another set of young guys that come in and that are almost mm, seems like they're better. Like that's happening know? with LSU and Alabama every year, right? So Najee Harris is supposed to be the guy, and now they yeah, have, like shoot, forgetting names again. But they always it's the thing they always have five stars behind yeah. them that are just as good. So it, yep. it always makes you weary when you draft. Mm-hmm. Speaking of draft situations, Kevin Brown's last question: Where should Puka Williams be drafted? Now he's only missing the opening game. One game suspension. I think he can be a running back too. And so that I think I'm so that's like that's taking that's taking him in what round? Third. You can like, I mean running back two I puts him like third, third or fourth. I'd probably go yeah. Probably, and I that's think fair. you can get away you can get away with it, right? Hundred and or one thousand one hundred twenty five yards, seven yards of carry as a freshman. And then also had, you know, some significant receiving yards, 33 receptions, um, which is good, right, in a PPR format. And then just with Les Miles coming in and bringing kind of that history he has at LSU, this is a really talented player that Kansas has not had in a while in a Big 12 that typically, you know, has produces really good fantasy output. And I, I, I don't think it's a stretch at all to say that he can be, you know, a good running back too and, you know, possibly even push low-end running back one status. So I was about to say the exact same thing, Max. So I've been on the Kansas hype train a bunch, if anyone follows me on Twitter. Um, I, I projected them. Hype train, six wins. Hype train. I have Kansas going full Go to bed. Please go to bed. It my predictions podcast. But anyways, here's what I'll say about Puka and the whole Kansas offense. Les Miles can recruit. Like, obviously, down the road, they're going to be better, but – the way Les Miles has used running backs in the past, you know for a fact Puka's getting the ball a lot. And on top of that, so your question becomes, okay, what are they going to do at quarterback? Kansas signed either the number one or number two Juco quarterback in Thomas McVitie. So obviously there's talent under center. Now how does he pan out to the Big 12? I'm not sure. But there's at least promise under center that if they can get steady play and at least, you know, obviously Kansas doesn't have the athletes as the rest of the Big 12 does. So, obviously, their playing style and less, the way Les Miles wants to play is going to be a little bit slower, so they're going to just pound the rock. So, I could see Puka, honestly, if he plays all the – no injury, anything like that, I could see him sneaking in to the running back one conversation in a very offensive conference. Yeah, I just – the thing with Puka for me is I don't know how consistent he'll be because if you look at his – Stats last year is very up and down, but I mean, he still did have yeah. a great year for, I mean, for even Kansas. So, I mean, I could see 
him getting to like two, maybe one, but I think he's more of like a comfortable maybe three running back three for me. Right and now. I think that's the low end. I think that's like where most people would be comfortable yeah. having them at. But me and Max are obviously a little more optimistic yeah. in Puka, yeah. but And I don't think I don't think I'm not too worried about Killa Herbert, right? I mean No, I think I think he'll get no. carries. I think it'll yeah. get carries, but nothing to be concerned about. Yeah, I think the the real thing to be concerned about Puka is just if he messes up again. Because he's yep. just on a short leash. Mm-hmm. Right. If he screws up, if he gets caught with any little thing, you know, most likely he'll be gone. Yeah. So um I mean, he says he's, you know, taking a pledge to be better and to act cleaner. So we'll see if he can do it. But he's obviously a really talented player. And, yeah, I think, I think he definitely has a lot of upside. So our next listener question is from Rick Parker. Uh, he wants to know a few drafting tactics and techniques for this year, and why do you think those tactics will be effective? So, and kind of tips for newcomers. So you can kind of wrap all those into one. In my opinion, when I look at this year's field, I'm someone, usually I am a big quarterback guy. And especially in a two-quarterback league, you want to get West a solid Virginia. Gun. Yeah, literally. Ma- 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 <laughs> Let the John Denver course through my veins. The Will Greer, David Sills, back-to-back picks. Greg Plus Jennings. Gary Jennings in the third. Great At one point, down didn't the even side use them. You didn't even use Greg them. So. <laughs> Actually, I did the use them week on one. Back, though. <laughs> okay, week one. Week whoa. one against Tennessee. Oh they all three popped off, and I was like, you guys are idiots. You guys said the triple dip wouldn't work having all the players on the same team. And, the and then was right. And, and then it didn't it work. Did work. It didn't work. It did not work. Will Greer worked. And then the other two inconsistently the one, took turns screwing me over. It was horrible. Okay. It, it, worked, uh, it worked one more week towards the end of the season, but they were, like, all on your bench. So Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think he just got so fed up with it because one of them like, would, you know, go for 100 yards and a touchdown, and the other one have, like, three receptions for 50 yeah. yards. And so you benched both of them. And <laughs> rage benched. I rage benched. <laughs> rage benched. Hey, if you would have tied, you probably would have won that week. But yeah. if you're going, you're going to have bench points. <laughs> Yeah, see, wait to look at the positives, Max. Another thing I would say, um, yeah, wait on QB this year, I think, just because it's so deep. There's a lot of guys. Like, I understand there's some studs, but I feel like this year in CFF, everything is just deep. Like, there is talent all over the place. Um, Another thing for – another tip for newcomers, if you're not really familiar with all the players and how everything works, kind of if you're a general college football fan, just aim for the high-powered conferences. Pick teams that play in those. Aim for Big 12. Aim for Pac-12. Um, and if you're going um, group of five, aim for what? The American Sun Belt. I mean, all of them honestly don't really play any defense. But Tuesday night, Maction. God, I, I miss it. I need it. Yeah. Um, so Go ahead, Max. I still think – I mean, obviously, I think the QB leagues – or the QB pool is deepest here as well. There's a couple guys down there that easily will be streamable guys and stuff. But I still think – in a two QB league, you got to go get your guy, right? You got to have that solid guy that you know is going to produce. Uh, and I want to go get a guy early, you know, top three rounds for sure. Um, depending on how heavy they go early, right? First round, how, how heavy they go at the beginning of the draft. But I, I want to have one of those guys that I know is going to come in week in, week out. And I don't have to worry about them. I don't have to worry about, oh, do I start this guy this week or do I go with another streamer, right? I want that guy that I can start matchup proof every single week and then only have to worry about one of my quarterback positions and who's going to put up more points that week, right? And then that, that becomes a little easier. And 
Definitely in one quarterback leagues, then same strategy as your second quarterback in two quarterbacks leagues. Just I'd wait, pick one late. It's more valuable to go get some, you know, good potential running backs that are going to step up receivers, players like that. Whereas the quarterbacks that you can stream are going to be, it's going to be way more efficient, way more valuable for you than to go pick one of those top guys super early. Yeah, I, I agree with like waiting on QBs because I've in the past, I've pretty much gone running back, running back, running back <laughs> for in our drafts. And I've waited to pick QBs, but I mean, my QBs were terrible last year, so that didn't help. But um, I, last year, I, in my opinion, I thought the running backs last year were way more deep than they are this year. And I think you would be, I think you're a lot safer to maybe draft a couple, add a couple more receivers in up top in the first early rounds. Cause I think the receivers are just insane this year. There are some, yeah, especially- there's some really good ones at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Like the top, like 15, 20 are kind of star studded. Yeah. I think, and I, I would, cause you know, a lot of, a lot of times, like when for me, when I had Richie James, I was like, so excited. He was projected to be like the best fantasy player out of all positions and he didn't turn out, you know, but I think this year was made a little different, especially with Rondell. <laughs> I mean, I think they're more for sure uh, players be studs. Yeah, but with even with Richie James, he still had Brent Stock still. So like he was, everyone thought he was a lock. Well, yeah, I but, mean, at least but, I did. Yeah, and then Stock still, and then Stock still was. Yeah, but terrible. Richie James was hurt. And Richie yeah, he James got, got hurt. hurt. It was an injury. Yeah, he, he did get hurt. Yeah, which sucks because he was a good player and could have done really good things. Yeah, but... he was great. Ty yeah. Lee, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hype train. No, no, stop the train. I'm not on that hype train. train. I'm not on that train right now. So, um. The last part of Rick's question is, he's kind of hitting on Alan Bowman has been slipping in some mock drafts. Uh, does he prove the doubters wrong? I prefer the word haters. Does he prove the haters wrong this year? <laughs> um, I, I don't see – okay, think about it like this. Matt Wells comes from Utah State. Jordan Love was super productive last year. I, I don't see why Bowman can't. It's essentially the same system. Like, everything should lay over. They have the receivers. So, I, I think Bowman will be productive. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a similar numbers oh. as Jordan Love. He's definitely not going to see the haters whatsoever. <laughs> I, I think I think he can definitely like 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 what we were just saying, right? Brandon, there's a lot of players at the end of the of the draft, like a lot of deep QBs, right? And especially if mm-hmm. Bowman's falling in a Texas Tech offense, which obviously isn't Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury's offense, or you know, um, how long ago was Mike Leach there? How long has that been? So Kingsbury was. <laughs> Kingsbury was there a while. Jeez, I don't know the exact number. Yeah, honestly, but and it's not the same. But what? Uh, yeah, uh, really. So Wells is a quarterback-friendly system with Jordan Love, obviously, and Bowman's a pretty good player. And if he's following that lady, he can be a great value. Yeah. Did you? Do you guys remember what he did against Houston? Oh yeah, that, that game was nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had. I I haven't pulled up. I pulled up. He so they won. Texas Tech won sixty three to forty nine, and he had six hundred and five passing yards and five. Didn't he break Mahomes' record for most passing yards from like a freshman or something like that? I mean, <laughs> he's got to six hundred five yards. Oh my god! I think, I, I, think I remember. I think I remember one game. Was Taylor Heineke. Yeah, it was that um, um, old Dominion. Yes. I think I think I remember seeing a game where he put up like seven hundred some yards. Nice. And it was just nuts. And I, I don't think we played – I think we played only Big Five or Power Five that year. Big Five. 
Big Five. We played only Big Five conferences. Then <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Old Dominion was not a part of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So something I'll add. So I'm looking. So we Max, we participated in the ITL mock draft. Um, shout out to Scott Bogman and those guys. They put on a really good mock draft. It was really competitive. It was a lot of fun to be part of. But I was the last guy to take a quarterback because I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to wait. Let's see just where the value was at. And I took Tommy DeVito in the fifth. And then I came back and took Alan Bowman in the eighth. I think that's you can roll with those two quarterbacks and feel pretty confident. And that, that's me waiting on quarterbacks. Yeah, those are, those are some pretty good quarterbacks to get laid. DeVito, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm high on more of it. Yeah, go, I feel like he's more Syracuse. of a Dino Babers of old type Syracuse. Hype train. Yes. Always have been. I don't think I'll ever fall off that hype train. Ever. Not even if there's ever. a fire. Not even I'm ever. not, not going to call him dad. <laughs> I'm going to take up all the fire alarms just so I don't <laughs> even hear the fire. Um, but that's, that, that's pretty good to end up with. I think I, I went with Spencer Sanders in the third. And I don't want to say I didn't. I definitely didn't panic. Because I really, I'm really high on <laughs> Spencer Sanders and Oklahoma State quarterback, even though some people see it's a risky situation. But there's a lot of quarterbacks taken, and I wanted to go get my guy right that late. And but Tommy Tommy DeVito has the potential to be a stud. All right? Do you remember? Um, was it Matt Johnson for Bowling Green a couple of years ago? When yep. The yep. Was there? Yep. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was good, right? And he was a stud. And Tommy DeVito can be that kind of player. So, yeah, that's that's not a bad situation at all to end up with. Well, yeah, and then another thing, like, when you kind of look at how you want to approach drafting quarterbacks, looking at this mock draft, in the first two rounds, so 24 picks, 11 of those 24 picks were quarterbacks. So almost half yeah, the was, picks in the first two rounds are quarterbacks. Now, granted, sometimes drafts go either way. There's sometimes there's a run on quarterbacks, there's a run on running backs. My advice would be this. You have to look at the best value on the board. If you think you can wait on a good quarterback that has great upside, then I'd wait and take a for sure lock at running back or for sure lock at receiver. So that would be my advice. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it just stay fluid in the draft, right? Yeah. Don't go in with just a set in stone. Be, you know, be, wa- be wary of what happens, you know, beforehand. And I, because all those quarterbacks were drafted, I looked at my draft board and I was like, there's none of these guys – and what I just said about the QB, you know, keep getting my QB one that I, that I like, right. That I really, really enjoy. And when it came down to the third round and there was that many quarterbacks already gone, I wanted to get my guy. Right. And Spencer Sanders was about the only guy I root for. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I went ahead and got my guy and it probably took him a little early, but I, I definitely like how you ended up too. And sometimes in um, college fantasy, you just have to go get your guy. If if you don't think he's going to make it back to you, go get your guy. So and that was on the turn. Yeah, that was right? on the turn. I had so twenty two yeah, picks exactly. in between. So me. I understand. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's too crazy of a reach. Um, Justin Benjamin, this is our last listener question. Um, he says, "Hard question, but who's your guys' best guess at the guy who will be the week one's most added free agent? Why could be a dark horse guy you like, or a late round flyer, even backups. But that week one waiver wire is key to leagues." in his opinion, and I agree with him. It's super important who you can get off the wire in the week one. So basically, who's our guy that you think is going to break out? I mean, it can be multiple if you have multiple picks. I think me and Max both do. Who's going to be your breakout candidate week one? B.J. Evans. Emmons. F.A.U. I mean, he's um, alone in that. I mean, essentially he's he, alone in that backfield, right? Yeah, yeah. so 
Okay, so last year he was there was talk that he was gonna take you know it was a worry for uh, Singletary, but then he came out and said he was taking a year off of football because he was previously at Alabama. He was a four star recruit, and he already has built a relationship with Lane Kiffin at Alabama, and then he kind of moved with him to FAU. So I think he could potentially be very very good, especially taking over Singletary's shoes and. Dude is massive. He's like 230, six foot, I think. <laughs> Freight train. Okay, Max, who Freight are your, who are your picks, Max? Touchdowns. Um, so I kind of have two, and it's they're kind of system picks. But the first one I'll say – which one do I want to start with? I'm going to go with Xavier Valaday from Wyoming, if I said his name right. But – I think this one can be sneaky because Wyoming's had, you know, really good running backs the past. Um, Brian Hill a couple of years ago. Nico, Nico and, Evans um, last year. Nico Evans, yep, kind of came up. And Nico Evans wasn't really highly, you know, looked upon at the beginning of the year. You picked him off the waiver wires. In our yeah, I, I grabbed him off the wire because I think he played a week zero game and he had like 30 carries or something. Like he went yeah. nuts. So I'm like, okay, this guy's clearly the bell mm-hmm. cow. Yep, and that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. Because week one, they play Missouri, which isn't going to be a cakewalk for Wyoming by any means. No, they will right? probably get stomped. But what you look for, they'll probably get stomped. And Voladay will probably get stomped, <laughs> right? But that makes him intriguing because if he gets a bell cow type of carries, right, against a Missouri and, you know, puts up def- decent stats, he's not going to be one of those top guys to go in the waiver wire picking order, right? So if you win, you know, you win handily your first game and you're looking for somebody kind of in that, you know, back half of the waiver order. I think assuming he gets the carries and points out that he's going to be the guy, that's a guy that can be, you know, sneaky, right, in a, in, a, in a system that's been really friendly in the past. So that's somebody I'm looking out for. And then the other players I'm looking out for would be on the Michigan State Spartans. Um, they're running backs. LJ Scott, let's be honest, has been there for way too long. He was really, he was really good, though. Nuts. God, I'm a big LJ <laughs> – he I'm should a have big been. LJ Scott guy. He was so he was bad. bad. This is oh what my I like gosh. about LJ Scott. Everyone, he flew Shut under up. the radar. No one really talked about him. No one hyped him up. No one was like, he's going to be the guy. And you know what he did? He went out there and produced against all odds. He was an outstanding I running back. I, I, I do not like LJ Scott. Disclaimer. You. That was 100% sarcasm if you haven't picked up on it yet. And he should he should have I know. Been every year, yeah, everyone's like, LJ Scott. And then just absolutely yeah, right? none. Nothing. Nothing. But, so they're offensive, quarter, quarter, offensive coordinator now. Are you wow. saying Pam or Pan, Max? <laughs> Has been, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Has been with the team since the Le'Veon Bell and Josh Langford days. Jeez. Which <laughs> yeah. is pretty intriguing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and is looking to kind of bring back that type of offense. He wants to bring back that good kind of running offense that they've had in the past. And if one of these guys shows up and becomes the guy, Connor Hayward would be kind of that junior running back right now that's expected going into camp to be that, that top running back. And then there's a freshman in Anthony Williams that I know some people are high on. But they play kind of a weak team. Um, let me pull it up here again. They play um, They play Tulsa. And 
hopefully, you know, somebody will run through. And there's definitely potential for multiple people to get carries. But if one player stands out in that game, um, I'd be excited for him to be a new kind of Michigan State running back and bring back that that old position that's been there in the past. Okay. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I think it's long overdue. Um, for the sake of time, I'll dive into my breakout candidates. I had three. Uh, so the first one is Andrew Clare from Bowling Green. You guys hate me. Go home. I've been on the <laughs> – I hate you so much. Uh, You're not a post anymore. You guys can't revoke it. <laughs> Dang it. No, for real. For real. Andrew Clare, hear me out. If he doesn't do it this year, then I'm done. But I'm staying on the hype train one more year. So do you guys know where Bowling Green's head coach was before? I do not recall no. the top of my head. He was the offensive coordinator at Boston College. Boston College do run the ball clearly with AJ Dillon. I miss Brett. That was like the, <laughs> Down the, that was like the perfect cue for Brett to come in. <laughs> we said that like 18 times a day this weekend. Yeah, and we'd be on the tube, and I'd look over at Brett and be like, AJ Dillon, and he'd be like, Down the sideline, down the sideline. So, yeah, flip, flip his tube, tube. <laughs> literally get drunk across the water. But no, I could see if oh, he bro. gets the keys at offense and he becomes a bell cow, especially in that conference, there could be. Some production. Um, so another sleeper that I'm really excited for is Cade Carney out of Wake Forest. He ran for just over a thousand yards last year. Matt Colburn is gone. That opens up the backfield completely for him. I think he could be a sneaky play. Then the last one is Michael Petway. I mean, kind of a homer pick, but he's at Iowa State. Iowa State lost a lot between David Montgomery in the backfield and Hakeem Butler on the outside. I think Brock Purdy's got to throw to someone, and the Arkansas transfer could step into that role. He has the size, CC, which is a very physical conference, so I could see him producing in that number one receiver role. I believe you meant to say that Real Mitchell should be throwing to somebody. Yeah, Real Mitchell. Yeah, oh, my gosh, you guys are horrible. <laughs> I understand that he's athletic, but I'm telling you, it's Brock Purdy's show. Sucks. Brett can't even defend, be here. To no, Brett himself. would have literally. He's the one that started this whole Real Mitchell. Brett would have started screaming and like my ears would have bled. But anyways, for the sake of time, <laughs> let's move on to the main meat and potatoes of our show: a simple game of Would You Rather. First one. I guess Would You Rather. It, it's the game, but like phrasing wise, it's like who would you rather have? There we go. That works. Sam Ellinger. Jalen Hurts or Adrian Martinez? Pick one. So, like, to clarify, I can it's like literally... we're, we're drafting in one spot. You have to choose between these players, yes. and you can't get anybody else later. No, right? like, it's that's, like, that's you're, yeah, you're, what we're, yeah, assuming, we're here. assuming that you are split between these two guys, or three, whatever, and you have to pick one. Perfect. I feel like this is going to be a three-way split right here. 100%. All right. Well, Max, who, who are you taking if you have to pick one? Oh, I'm kind of feeling a little frosty in my room right now. You just so. Oh my I'm gonna go god! Ahead and take Adrian Martin. Horrible transition. <laughs> okay, Carter. I'm assuming you're awful transition. Wonderful pick because he is going to be a stud. Put up a lot of fantasy points and barely edge Minnesota to win the Big Ten West. All right, there is a lot of homering out in that pick, <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Are you Jalen Hurts train? Um, Heisman winner. So you're telling me Oklahoma's going to have three straight Heisman winners? Correct. Ballsy. 
That'd be that'd be nuts. <laughs> Watch that ball. That'd be so nuts. Like three straight quarterbacks. Lincoln Riley is a history wizard. repeats itself. You think Bill Snyder was a wizard? A lot no, of, Lincoln Riley. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> to Bill Snyder. A lot of people talk Bill about Bill Snyder was a freaking wizard. As a pass. Well, there's well, yeah. Dude, he's not even that bad. Okay, everyone everyone hates on his pass. Like, it's not Tua passing. I get not that. a lot of people are Tua passing. But <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't okay, if it wasn't for him, he they wouldn't have won the SEC championship. Yeah, he just game. freight trained everyone. He brought him back. Yeah, he did freight train everyone. You know who else freight yes. trains people? <laughs> stop, Sam stop. Ellinger, <laughs> Longhorn Network. <laughs> Super, super Sam, Sam Heisman. Super, super, super Sam. <laughs> Bo Jackson. Super Sam super is Sam. Bo Jackson. 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 <laughs> Anyways, gosh, every time we mention a Texas player, we just have to do that. And I sweat every time we go off. Anyways, <laughs> I let. Did you intentionally? Do we intentionally make this all Big Twelve quarterbacks? Because these are all no, top tier quarterbacks, so. and we're all in the Big Twelve. Nebraska is in the Big Twelve. Um. Nebraska? Uh, I'm, I'm, mm, <laughs> are you sure? Are you mm, sure? That hurts. That would hurt. Hey, they used to be. They used to be. Do you think you got CTE from all the whiplash from I think I, I think I need like a minus seven overall in my analyst rating. I Negative like seven. A, <laughs> we should produce a stat sheet that has our pro weaknesses. And, yeah, my next – my next ratings comes out as a seven point <laughs> drop just for saying that Nebraska's in the Big Twelve. <laughs> for an instant, I'm like, "What?" But okay. Well, but anyways, let me. Although I'll take a, I'll take a 99 for like a 93. Okay, Max, 92, go too bad. I can't do math either. Okay, so Sam Ellinger, you got the guy is other than t- who Terry Bradshaw hates him, which I don't understand. Did you guys see that interview where Terry Bradshaw went nuts? Yeah. He's, He's not respected. I respect it. Yeah, of course you do. I agree. He's not even that good. Yep. Bouchele should have stayed. Bouchele's Bouchele. a better Bouchele will Max, finish it's better. Bouchelle. He will finish better than Elegant this year. It's Bouchelle <laughs> will finish better. Bouchele will Max, finish higher. Max is in concussion. Max is in concussion protocol. Quarterback. You were in concussion protocol from the Fourth of July boating trip. <laughs> I probably should be. No, but I think. <laughs> but I do think there's a good chance that Bouchelle finishes higher than Sam. For fantasy points. <sighs> For fantasy points. I do. I don't think that's that unreasonable. Not that unreasonable, but not likely because Ellinger's winning the Heisman. Deep threat. <laughs> well, Carter already proved that Jalen Hurts is winning the Heisman, and I'm already overproving that Adrian Martinez is winning the Heisman. You know so what the crazy thing is? Adrian Martinez might win Big 12 Player of the Year, Max. Never know. He could. He could be so good that he wins <laughs> no. Big 10. Yeah, Big 12 exactly. Bingo. All right, next one. Yeah. Bingo. I am so interested because. Honestly, these are all shot out of a cannon. Like, we did not type anything out. We did not share with who we're picking. Brandon Wimbush or Khalil Tate? You have to choose between the two. I think it's fate that Khalil Tate... What kind of bars did you just spit? I, I think he really improved his passing game towards the end of the season last year, and I just think it'd be hilarious if he just dominated like he did two years ago because he was just so bad last year. Um, and I think Brandon Wimbush, to me, really hasn't like done that much in any of his starting roles. 
he's never really I mean, produced he's solidified anything crazy. in the UCF spot. Yeah. That has well, the other, the other quarterback very, broke very his ankle. Good offenses. The, yep. the other quarterback broke his ankle like yesterday. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's what brings yeah. up this whole discussion with yeah. him being out. I would rather have Wimbush, I think. I don't know, because here's the thing. Do I trust Kevin Sumlin? No. Do I trust Khalil Tate's (laughs) talent and ability and athleticism and upside? Absolutely. Can the two things mesh, Carter? Is it fate that they mesh? I don't think so. I think Brandon Ah. Wimbush playing in the American, he is going to run wild. It's going to be awesome. He has the weapons around him. I don't, and I don't, I, yeah, you know what? I think I would take Wimbush in a draft over Tate. And I know that might come off as bold, but I just like the system. It's not, though. I, it's I, not I bold, mean, it's, no. this one's really, this one's really up in the air, I think. Yeah, Max, who, who's it? Max, you're a tiebreaker. And I, I think, boy, <laughs> I like both. No, bad, bad answer. It's so tough. You gotta pick one. Peer pressure. It's so tough. I would like to be on the turn and pick both of them back Max, to back. Max, that is the worst answer <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm going to go Khalil Tate. Dang it. Okay. Fair enough. I respect it. No. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm pretty sure Brett would go Brandon Wimbush if he was here. So it would probably be a 50-50 split. And I, w- I want – I just like – and I don't know why, but I have this like weird gut feeling that Khalil Tate's going to go back nuts. Be I hope so. I really do. And I just don't know why. It's fate, man. It's fate. It's fate. God, that was – it's so just sick, face. Carter. But he had a bum ankle last year. The limited is rushing, right? And he his end of the year yeah. was actually pretty strong. Yeah. And if he can put that together with another full year with, you know, someone and Kevin Sullivan just, just let him do do ankle. him. He just yeah. let Quill Tate do his thing and they'll be much better. Okay. As we'll move on to this next one. Rondell Moore. Thank God we don't have if Brett was on the podcast and saw this question pull about... up, I'd be so scared. Rondell Moore, LaVisca Chanel, or Tywin Wallace? Who, if you had to pick one, who's going to have the better year? Like, since, I hope we all pick Rondell Moore. That's what I want to pick. Yes. What do you mean? You don't want to okay. pick Rondell Moore? No, I want to pick. Wait, what? I said I want to pick Rondell Moore, but I don't think I'm I think, going to. Oh. I think, I think I'm going to take, take okay. Chanel. Chanel? Yeah. Dude, he was on. If they're, both sitting on the, if they're both sitting on the board, obviously Rondell Moore. It's probably the safer. Okay, pick. isn't that what yes, we're playing? Kind of are, but let me argue. I like to argue. Chanel Ch- was I'll argue on Tyler pace. Wallace a little bit. I like Tyler Wallace, but if I'm still Chanel plays, more. obviously we don't rank for Thank injury, you. right? We we try to avoid that part of the ranking. Chanel was on pace. If he keeps that pace up, or at least even a little less, he is on pace for a better year than Rondell Moore. All right, I got two words. No, for Carter. As a Jail, I knew that was coming. Montez. <laughs> Right, Carter. I, We've talked about this so much. This podcast. You know what I should do? I should get on Twitter and just add him. I'd be like, "Ca Hartwig wants to fight you. Bring it." <laughs> you should actually tweet it at Holden Hailers. I wish we argued with Holden Hailers because he seems to always be name searching on Twitter. Because he liked one of our tweets. You guys ever see let's that? Just call him out for no reason. Like I'm I everything Holden I see about Holden Hailers. It's liked by. But Holden let's just put Holden Hailers is trash, and then just see it. if That's he great. searches it out. Okay, so I'm That's taking Chanel. Max, you're more Carter. Do you want to go Wallace? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay sane and come out of pro- concussion protocol and <laughs> keep Ronda more out of this discussion because he is the obvious pick. Yeah, Rondell for sure. But I I think I could you could maybe argue a little bit of 
Tyler. I like Tyler Wallace a ton. I, I did pick Tyler Wallace over. I picked him in our mock draft. Yep. I picked Tyler Wallace before Chanel. Yeah. And I, I like the offense. I like Mike Gundy. I think he's a really underrated head coach. I don't like the coaching situation over at Colorado right but now. Yeah. I like Chenault as a player. But I like the coaching situation and the stability that Oklahoma State has had as an offense. I think Spencer Sanders I am high on. And I really think Tylen Wallace is a stud, talented receiver. Okay. And so that's all I need. Okay. Carter, any comments you want to get in before we move on to the next one? No. All right. Cool. Hey, cool, man. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you're talking your Tylen Wallace too, I think. Well, I'm picking Rondell. Yeah. But okay. Well, if you had to pick between Shadon and Tyler Wallace. Oh, Tyler Wallace. Ooh. Okay. okay. For this, well, I want to get through Safer. these. So I, I mean, we could argue about these all the time, but Dewan Washington, Joshua Kelly, or Patrick Taylor? Max, I know our answer, but I'm super curious <laughs> to see what Carter says. <laughs> Patrick what? Taylor, really? baby. Let's go. Over the two, for the yes. two of them? Oh, over You over should be medicated. Sure. Don't. So, I, I get over it. When, when you get of age, I'm going to put you in a home. Dude, Carter. I have Patrick Taylor uh, when we did our running back rankings. I have him number three. Over Josh Kelly. He's, he's four. You're the reason. The, opi- the opioid epidemic is epidemic happening. But, yes. <laughs> I mean, if he. If Eno Benjamin was on this list, hmm. but hmm. I'd still take Joshua Kelly. I would take Joshua Kelly, then Juwan Washington, then Patrick Taylor. What? I think I agree. Yeah, with that. I would take him in that order. Uh, okay, all right. I think Juwan Washington now, has potential to destroy the mm-hmm. season. He is very fast. He's I'll very give him that. Yeah, and Patrick Taylor, he'll be good. It's not. Really yeah, good. at this point, we're just kind of splitting hairs. Like all these guys are going to be good, but it's just yeah. fun to kind of argue. Yeah, I agree. But I'm really high on Kelly and Washington. And I think Brady White and Coxie are really slept on. Yeah, over especially I love I love Coxie this year. He's going to be super solid. This next one gives me anxiety reading it. And it's kind of essentially my handcuff. <laughs> Kennedy Brooks or Trey Sermon. If you're drafting one, which one are you drafting? No. Nope. Neither. You guys can't back out of these questions. <laughs> you got to give me some. I don't like this oh, one. No, oh, what, Carter? You can't play the game. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll give you some time. Uh, I'm doing Trey Sermon. You're gonna. You're gonna pick Sermon because he's later, aren't you? Uh, not from actually the way I looked at it is like this. Kenny Brooks has missed time, and Trey Sermon's like the older yeah. presence. So I think Trey. I think Kennedy Brooks is a better running back. Probably. I won't. I think he's a more, he's talented. A more talented running back. Sure, but I just. My lean's Trey Sermon. Now, obviously, in draft, I'm going to take the one that's cheaper. But from a production standpoint, I'll I'll give me some Trey Sermon. Can I flip a coin? Do you have a quarter right next to you? I can pretend quarter, like I what? have one. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I just Sermon, do not like this. Trey I, Sermon does become pretty cheap. Yeah, he's come dirty. People, cheap. a lot of people are high yeah. on Brooks. Sermon comes cheap. I like I like that price better because I don't really. I don't necessarily want. But it's not. It's not either of yeah, them. It's, no, yeah, I don't. One, I don't want one of them gets hurt. And I don't early. want. To wish yeah, you don't want to wish for one to get hurt. But if they both are healthy, don't think about draft value. Think about who's more productive. Fantasy points. But if if Brooks can push, he's not going to push double digit rounds, right? He's not going to push like round mm. ten. I think I'm still going to go Brooks. Okay. I think I think he has the potential to full on take that role. 
and just get most of the carries and full on just be the better running back than Trey Sermon does. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Kennedy Brooks even at the higher draft price. I'm I guess I'll go Brooks just because he finished the season stronger. Uh, next one, Max Cam Akers or Najee Harris. Well, Cam Akers is going to end up in New York <laughs> next year. So wow. So I'm going to pick Cam Akers. Is he going to? Is he? Is the is the I'd offensive line him. better, Max? Because they weren't even what? What, what do you mean? Well, it, it, it can't, can't get any it literally worse. Literally can't so. get any worse. Mm-mm. Horrible. Year two. Year two of um, the head coach that I'm also blanking on. It's Willie Taggart. Uh, Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart. And I'm not actually completely sold on Willie Taggart yet. But obviously, you've heard that I am sold on Ken Bryles. And him calling the plays for an extremely talented top NFL prospect running back like Cam Akers. Look out. Right, and that's the way I look at it. Right, they're going to try to get the ball to him. And I think with even the slight, like a slightly increased O-line, which I really think is going to happen, I would rather take Cam Akers as the for sure running back, right, that's going to get the bulk of the action in that offense with Kendall Bryles over Najee Harris, who has kind of two running backs kind of right behind him, right? Not to say Najee Harris isn't good, but he also has, you know, Tua and three NFL, high NFL prospect receivers, right? And Steve Sarkeesian. And I just think Cam Akers is set up for success. Other than the whole O-line thing, which I do think will improve. That's why I'm going to go with Cam Carter, Akers. Carter, who's your yeah. pick? Akers? Um, Cam Akers. Yeah, I hate Alabama yeah. running backs. Ever since, ever since that one year when we did. It was did, TJ Yeldon. Remember we were arguing? Then, um, they split Cam. It was, it was Derrick Derek Henry's Henry before year Derek before Derrick Henry, Henry yeeted everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which he did yeet everyone. Respectively. Yes, he respectively hard, yeeted yeah. everyone. Very uh, hard. Yeah. I'll keep it short. My pick's Najee Harris. I just, I just it's got to happen. An Alabama running back's got to get close to those Derrick Henry numbers. I'm not getting Derrick Henry's nuts, but like at least be productive. Well, like be a guy that you can start every week. It's been so long. <laughs> You're on the Damian Harris Heisman train last and then it crashed horribly. Sad. And I love Najee Harris. I kept trying to argue about yeah, Najee Harris, who was obviously not great, but he was yeah. good. Right. And Josh Jacobs ended up being that dude. He was good. But, yeah. Okay. So then the I next know. one, two dual threats guys. Um, I would say Nathan Orrick's probably a little more. Holden Ayers is kind of dual threat, man. Like, so obviously, low key. obviously. He's like a low key. He, he low key, very low key, just bulldozes. So yeah. obviously, it's between Nathan. Do you, think he, just re- do you think he just retweeted our lines yes. in this Somehow podcast? He knows. He's listening right now. I'm sure he just found a way to get into the podcast and retweet okay. it. What if, like, it just says, Holt Nailers <laughs> has joined? You'd be like, huh? Okay. <laughs> so Nathan Rourke or Holt Nailers? Obviously, I don't need to answer this, but I'll keep it short. Holt Nailers, ECU all day. I love the guy. I think he's going to be a stud this year. I think. He is going to be a huge presence around the goal line because he can push the weight around. Um, I'm going to pick Rourke. I'm going to go Nate. You, you both going Rourke? Rourke I th- well. He's the safer pick. Go ahead. I Carter. think. Yeah, well, it, what's his name for ECU that's gone? That receiver, for him blanking on his name from last year. Brown. That's gone. Tre- Trevin Brown. Trevin Brown. Brown, yeah. Yeah, he's gone, so that kind of makes me lean towards Rourke. Okay. 
just the way it works in a run. It's, Rourke just feels like a really safe option. And not to say that whole yeah, thing super isn't. Super safe. Especially for our league super with safe. the rushing. And especially, yeah. And for any league, just with that additional rushing bonus, right? And then if he yeah. can, you know, if they lean on his arm a little more this year without AJ Owet, <laughs> probably 30 years old at this point. He's was there forever, man. <laughs> Ever. But, yeah, I think I think Rourke's a safe pick, and I'm going to pick him. Okay. So, three receivers, all good receivers. They all will be good. CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Johnson, James Prochet. Max, I already know who you're picking, and I'm going to be surprised if it's not Tyler Johnson. This is probably the easiest pick I'm going to make all day. <laughs> Go Ghosts. And it's going to be James Prochet. What? Wow. I am so surprised. I think Anti-ghost. I'm going to pick James Prochet. Brett I really, would too. I know, I know Brett's so, on the crochet train. This would be so hard for me to do. Prochet is he's such a good receiver. Playing in the, playing in the American. Very, very with a very high tout. What about what and, about Roberson or whatever his name is? And Roberson, yeah, I know he's, he's there too. But I, I think, think the, I think that helps his case a little bit. I think they're both going to be. I, I think, but I think Prochet is yeah. going to be a. Monster. I think it helps his case having a really good number two I had, receiver. Yeah. You can't double Prochet. I mean, you can, but then you're just going to get torched by Roberson. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. I like Tyler Johnson a lot. He's a great receiver. And I think, honestly, a really good NFL prospect. I bet I can guess. But Carter, I'm, I'm curious. To see he's got a lot of deep threat, big play mm-hmm. threat, more than I think Tyler Johnson does this year, just because of Bouchelle and the type of quarterback he is. And I think it's just going to produce some big games for him. I mean, how can you not go C.D. Lamb with the Heisman winner Jeez. in the center? <laughs> Gosh, Carver. That's all I'm saying. I know. C.D. Lamb's a freak. He's, he's going to be a he's, stud, They'll all dude. be good. That's what I'm saying. It's just C.D. Lamb is a freak. Yeah. All right. He is, he is okay. a freak. This next one's dedicated to Brett. DeAndre Swift or A.J. Dillon? Dillon. Down the sideline. <laughs> That's how we're going. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Dylan if Zamir White is a presence and Swift if Zamir White is not a presence. Well, you, no, you can't Max. Do that. What? Why? You can't make hypothetical Why? situations that like help your case. You have to pick one right now. It's but like, these questions are happening. But now. right now, okay, right now since Zamir White. Oh my goodness! Shoot, <laughs> I'll probably pick. I'll probably pick Swift. Man, I don't want to. I'm gonna pick Dylan because I don't think Zamir White. I love how much anxiety this gives him. He's just probably <laughs> freaking out. Dylan, Dylan's gonna be my guy because I like Zamir White, and so I'll go with that. Okay, uh, my picks: AJ Dylan. Um, he's proven. And I'm not saying DeAndre Swift isn't proven, but you know that AJ Dylan is gonna just get a crap ton of carries, and you know that. Part of me. No, no, no. Sorry. Go ahead, Carter. Part of me thinks Brett would pick Swift here. Just to play mind games. <laughs> no, because I remember in the earlier podcast, he was really high on Yeah, Swift. but Brett has... Yeah, we, we argue quite a bit. Brett, Brett kind of has uh, mixed feelings about Dylan. He has mixed feelings, but the heart wants what the heart wants, Carter. <laughs> it comes down to it. We know where Brett's going. He's going 75 guys... yards down the sideline. <laughs> down the sideline. <laughs> His fourth rushing touchdown. Yeah. 
I think. Are you both of you guys going to pick I Swift? Me and Car- me and no, Carl I'm going Dylan. You guys are both going Dylan. Too. And you're still having totally anxiety. Sad. Concussion watch. Concussion watch. Yeah, his yeah. his <laughs> his uh Dylan's schedule in the beginning of the season is just cake. He oh will my literally single handedly win you weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hot start. See if he does in the playoffs. Well, he has a bye in the playoffs, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, doesn't that's he? why a lot of people are kind of a little Something wary like of buying the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So this last one is um, Carter's man crush and t- and t- can't talk. Andy Golden. <laughs> Andy Golden, Golden, way easier. I'm in concussion protocol with Max from the double tubes. <laughs> so you have Gandy Golden or you have Uncle Rico Busey. How much does Malik Willis play in your guys' decision here? Well, I'll tell you now. I'm going Rico Busey. I'm on Mason Fine is essentially thrown for four thousand yards in like back to back seasons. He's been a stud. He was a little short last twenty points a week. He was a little little short last year, but I think if he had one more, I think he only played eleven games, or he was a game shorter. Like if he gets one more game, he's over. So for some reason, I thought he got hurt or something. But no, he did. Rico Busey's he's solid, man. And I know Gandy, but. Here's the flip side. Have you guys seen Liberty's schedule? They talk on the yeah. on campus podcast, um, Heisey and Bogman Lob. They all talked about how bad Liberty's schedule is. You guys should seriously look at it. It's horrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It is. They play New Mexico awesome. State Love twice. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Give them to me. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm leaning Rico Busey because I like I I like Mason Fine under center. But this one's tough for me. Yeah. This one's not for me. You're picking Gandy Golden. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Gandy Golden, 100 Do you know who Liberty plays week one? Dude. It doesn't matter. Syracuse. Matchup proof. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Dude, Gandy Golden had some monster games last year. It, they were insane. Dude, he's, he's a freight train, man. He, he bodies yeah. up people. He's going to be good. Max, tiebreaker. Yeah. I want. I don't know. I, I'm really curious. I'm pretty to see sure if Willis gets instant, you know, eligibility, immediate eligibility, because that'd be kind of nuts watching him play also, this Liberty offense. Um, Gandy Golden also. I'm pretty sure he played one week with Mono. So that's, that's good. Aren't you not supposed to do like anything when you have Mono? <laughs> I, no. I, I swear, <laughs> something like one of your organs like swells up, and it's like. Do not play mm-hmm. any. No, that's what, yeah, that's what yeah do not do like literally anything because you could puncture it and yeah. die. But that's good. He played a full contact. Super smart. Super, Super smart. smart. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I think he sat out. I think he sat out the first game like that. He had mono, and then he played the second week. Good because mono's just so. a one week fix. That makes. I think, sense. I think I'm picking Busey too. Yeah. I'm gonna pick Busey. I originally had Gandy Golden higher in my rankings, but that was we done. The, we did this a while ago, and I think I've shifted Rico Busey. All right, so that does it for – actually, no, we do have some bonus would-you-rathers that are – Bonus. Okay. Bonus track. Bonus track. No, do not go Lonely Island on us, Max. You're still in concussion <laughs> protocol. Okay. No, that was a Lonely Island. That was um, Key and Peele, wasn't it? That was Key, Key and Peele, Peel, I think. So good. God. So good. Love that Classic. Show. Okay, so we have three random would-you-rathers that have no, nothing to do with football. First one, would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? 
Give me the duck, baby. You want the giant duck? I want the I want the test. I want honestly. I feel like those hundred little horses would just kick me so hard, and it would hurt so bad from a hundred different ones. Like gone goes my ACL. Gone goes my Achilles. Right, and then I'm just on the ground. So I you know, I mean, a hundred—that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna go just the duck. Could you? Yeah, I want the I duck. Think, I think I'm the same way. As much as I want to argue. A hundred? Picture a hundred? Okay, first off, ducks aren't that small. Like, there is some size to a duck. Yeah. Then picture a hundred of them that are like horses. <laughs> running at running you. Running at you. I'd be like, oh. But if there was just one that giant duck, sucks. it's like, let's do this. Let's let's see what happens. Can it be Daffy? Can we be Daffy What's Duck? What's your beef with Daffy Duck, man? <laughs> I'm more of a goofy guy myself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next one. Would you rather begin every sentence with, hey, idiot? Or end every sentence with, ha I was just kidding. Oh, my goodness. Because I'm thinking about, like, how this would apply to real-life <laughs> situations. Uh, yeah, right? Just at like, work. Picture, picture you're at dinner with your family on <laughs> Christmas. And, like, your 86-year-old grandmother is sitting, like, right next to, like, the salt and pepper. And you're like, hey, idiot. Hand me the salt <laughs> That's and not pepper. a worry of mine. I got a pretty, I got a pretty good relationship with my grandma. I'm thinking more of, like... My upper management at work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, hey, idiot, there's no way I'm getting college, ever. <laughs> Which then I'll drop out and become a full-time college fantasy football analyst. So. But what if one of us to, hmm. was to become working in like a SWAT team? And then they're like, red wire, blue wire. And then you're like, red wire. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. The whole place blows up. So many hypotheticals. Boom. Carter, so Carter, many hypotheticals. where are you going with this? Well, if I'm talking to you guys, hey, idiot. That's just great. normal. You don't, you don't, that's not even the situation. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I'm going to go with know. idiot. I think idiot too. I get to live my best life. <laughs> live my yeah. best life. Not idiot. give, not give people false information. Like, huh, Tyler Johnson's going to be the number one running back or wide receiver. Dude, Just you are so in concussion protocol. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. You need to get checked out. I need to go to bed. Okay. Last one to wrap us up. It's a good one. Would you rather fight? Mike Tyson or talk like Mike Tyson for the rest of your life. <laughs> but here's my thing. I, I feel hate, like if I, I actually hate my ears. I actually hate my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so let's fight. See, here's the thing. <laughs> if you fight Mike Tyson, you're probably going to end up talking like Mike Tyson for the rest of your life. Okay. Or some people call me Buster Douglas. Carter, you, he would literally murder you. <laughs> Yeah. How long do I get to train for this fight? No training. You dropped in right after. I this. literally have to go straight into a ring with Mike Tyson. See what happens. Right here, yes. right now. I don't think I survive. <laughs> like, I honestly don't think I live. <laughs> well, see, here's my thought process. Buster Douglas, who beat him, was from Ohio, so I'm going to go with fight him. <laughs> makes logical sense. Oh, wait. Ohio. I would talk like him. <laughs> I'm gonna do you one better. I'm gonna talk like Floyd Mayweather. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and that is all we have time for. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh you can find us on Twitter at Abob Brandon at CA Hardware Go3 and at Max Karpinski. Simple enough. Correct though. Awesome. And if you or at 
college ff gurus if you're looking for our whole so account. our whole account with some fancy advice tweet at us we'll, we're glad to help or attempt to help if max ever recovers from his cte concussion protocol that he's in and if you're enjoying the show go ahead go to itunes give us a rate and review if you like what we're doing here till next time take it easy guys